Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of Monday Motivation. Hi everyone, this is Rabbi Garfinkel of Project 613 in Chicago with a live studio audience. <laughs> oh my goodness. I apologize to all the listeners out there whose eardrums were just exploded. But evidently this is a fun thing for teenage girls to join in on and I appreciate all of their help. My wonderful daughters and their friends who are the live studio audience. Okay. Uh, w- w- lots to talk about. And, and I just have to open up with uh, incredible news. All of you who are listening are part of the Project 613 family. And, you know, we've had a dream for a while. And that dream is to have an actual physical Project 613 center in downtown Chicago. We've been, uh, like the Jews, journeying from one spot to the next uh, in, our, in our journeys Sometimes welcome guests, sometimes unwelcome guests. And we doubled down, made a huge investment, and are, are, are renting a place each month, 2,000 glorious square feet of uh, a perfect location. Uh, and we, uh, we had this concept that we're going to get 100 people for Shabbos once a month. And people were like, really, Rabbi, you're going to get that? Is that really going to happen? And um, I take zero credit for uh, from it. It is all the Almighty and everything that we do. It's our, we put in the due diligence, but we all know there's certain times you put in effort and the results aren't what you want. Certain times you put the effort in and it receives the blessing of the Almighty. So I'm very grateful to Hashem that this past weekend, Project 613 had 105 people for Shabbos dinner downtown Chicago in our new center. We're an additional 50-ish people for lunch and about 30-ish, 35 people for the third meal. So we're close to 200 meals <laughs> we distributed this Shabbos. The feeling in the room on Friday night was electric, was mystical, was magical. It was the feeling and the sense of something great is happening and something even greater is about to happen. The Jewish people now, since Simchat Torah, since October 7th, it's it's a new era. It's a new era. Um, in many ways, I believe that the period that we are in now will be the continental divide between those Jews who make it into the Jewish people. Obviously, anyone who's born Jewish is Jewish. But there's such a lack of affiliation among so many of this new generation that this event, if this is not the wake-up call, God forbid, I, I don't know what it would take to shake people to their core to say, hey, uh, I'm uh, by, by trying to hide, I'm not gaining anything. It's time for me to step up and affiliate. And I have gotten many messages like that. And one of them actually on the Friday before the Shabbos and said that, Rabbi, you know, honestly, I would never have gone to a Shabbos dinner like this, but the last month has woken me up and I'm so proud to be Jewish and I realize that it's it's on me to step up to learn about my Judaism. And, and so we're perfectly placed. This physical center is the perfect 
place at the perfect time. And I'd like to thank Hashem and thank you for indulging me in that uh, beginning and opening of the podcast because it's great news. We will be launching soon a very fun uh, campaign, project613.com slash shopping. You know, fundraisers are boring, but shopping is fun. You know, many times people don't know what their money is going towards, but literally to fill this center, we've come up with like an Amazon shopping cart type model that all the things that we need for the center are right there. Go shopping. Okay, so you heard it here first, project613.com slash shopping. And if this podcast and the messages mean something to you, please, please go on there and say, give this opportunity for this type of messaging to happen for the young professionals in our orbit here in Chicago and beyond. All right. Thank you very, very much. And now uh, the podcast this week is uh, based on a video Devar Torah, a video mini sermon sent to me by my amazing mother-in-law. As we say in Yiddish, the Shviger, the Shviger, the, my mother-in-law. So Donna Belsky, thank you so much. Um, I have some fans that are weekly listeners for sure. My own parents and my mother-in-law. That I know for sure are going to be listening. So she sent me an incredible video of a soldier. And he was British. And so already he was very eloquent just because that accent is so awesome. Um, but aside from his British eloquence, he was incredibly eloquent, erudite, and clearly very learned in Torah. Must have been a rabbi. Um, a, a real a real Tamil Chacham ben Torah. He had a real mastery of the Torah, you could you could you could tell. And he was in his army uniform, and he was just outside of Gaza. And it was clear also from the context that he was part of the military unit that does the forensic uh, recovery of human remains. And the Gehenna, the hell that he has seen um, and experienced and experiencing present tense on an ongoing basis uh, is truly remarkable. And you'd think he would be very depressed, but he was very upbeat and very positive. And he shared a Kleokar, a Kleokar that honestly I had never seen. And it was so powerful. And this Kleokar, Kleokar is one of the commentators on the Torah. And he was from Prague, as well as being Rosh Hashiva in Lemberg. He was really one of the leading Polish rabbis of the early 17th century. And he lived from 1550 to 1619. And he's known in his commentary for bringing the symbolism of the Torah, of when the Torah gives certain items, he has a little more of um, an agotic bent to him, basically bringing out the inner meaning from the simple words of the Torah. It's very powerful. So his commentary is in chapter 22, verse 17. It's actually talking about the blessing after Abraham brings Isaac, well, attempts to, as a sacrifice, and the promise and the blessing. And it says that the Jewish people will be Hashemaim 
They will be like the stars of the heavens and like the sea on the seashore, unlike the sand, excuse me, on the seashore. And he quotes later that we see in Bereshit's Genesis 28.14 that we are called Ka'afar Ha'aretz. Okay, we'll be like the dust of the ground. Okay, so really what he says, and this is now me basically summarizing how the rabbi put it together, but also the Kliyakar I just went through myself. And he said that really these are three modes of the Jewish people at different times of history. That's what the Kliyakar says, is that sometimes we are the dirt. We are trampled like dirt. And (laughs) what can I say? The last 2,000 years since we've been kicked out of our homeland, by and large, obviously there was always a continuous presence in the land of Israel, but by and large, being in the exile, and like the dust of the earth being kicked around, persecutions, mobs, and pogroms, and holocausts, and crusades, and inquisitions, and you name it, from everyone and anyone, a very unpopular people, we've talked about that last week, why we were, but nevertheless, dirt, now, what the Kliyakar says is something unbelievable. And this actually, the rabbi did not talk about, but it's an unbelievable aspect. What the Kliyakar says at the very end when he's talking about us being the, the, the dust, the dirt of the ground, right? What happens? Why is it? Okay, because he says, because when She'en Yisrael Dorshim Hashem B'chol because the Jewish people do not seek out God with all their hearts, except when they are in the depths of being downtrodden. And he says this is known throughout all of the ways of the generations and in our own generation. And what he's saying is a very powerful idea, is that, there is nothing that gets the Jews to call out to Hashem, to have a clarity in who is the CEO of the universe, to get us to dig down deep than the difficult times that face us. We do not ask for difficult times. We ask for peace. We ask for money. We ask for health. Three times a day, we ask for all things that are good and pleasant. However, we know clearly that when we are the dust of the ground, when we are trampled by the non-Jews, that is when we call out. That is when we have our clarity. And sometimes when we have prosperity, when everything's going great, quote-unquote, we forget about our relationship with Hashem. And therefore, the material success, the opulence, is something that takes us away from Hashem, from God, from our mission in life, from our purpose. And therefore, the Kliyakar says that when we are trampled, like the dust of the ground, that is when we call out. And that's one mode of history. The other mode of history, the second mode of history, is the sand, the sand on the seashore. And the Kleocker says so beautifully, and this rabbi said so eloquently, that the sand on the seashore is when the Jewish people are united and the waves come, even very strong waves, attack wave after wave after wave of attack. And the sand holds strong. The sand holds strong no matter what waves are coming on it. The sand 
on the seashore holds strong. And that is the Jewish people throughout the generations, not being trampled by our oppressors, but holding strong against them and saying that no matter how much you try, no matter how vociferous your attacks, no matter how brutal your attacks against us, nothing will break us because we are united, we are strong. Individually, we're like one little grain of sand, but we know that the Jewish people united can, can withstand anything and anyone. And that is the message of the sand. And then there's other times of history where we are like the stars of the heaven. We shine brightly, as we've talked about many times on the podcast, that we are the moral standard bearers of history. We are the ones that taught the world, thou shalt not murder. I keep pounding this home because it's not the Greeks who taught it. It's not the Romans. It's not this Western culture that we, that we you know, learned about in school. That's not where our morality came from. The Romans and the Greeks were not the purveyors of morality as we know it. They were very much not on board with the thou shalt not steal and thou shalt not murder. This was us. We were the great benefactors, moral benefactors to the world of a moral compass. And we talked about that last week. Okay, and so therefore we are the stars that shine brightly. And, and God willing, we will be, in the times of Messiah, the stars that will shine brightly. And now this rabbi, and God willing, I, I hope I get to find out who he is, just so special. He said, he believes that the message of the Kliyakar, that each of these three modes of Jewish history are in three different time periods of the Jewish people, he actually said that they combine to be one, that today, right now, there are those three modes of Jewish history happening simultaneously right now. He says on Simchas Torah, on Simchat Torah on October 7th, we were like the dust of the earth trampled, beaten in the most horrific and violent ways. And as time is moving on, we're only discovering how intense that brutality was. And so therefore, there you have it. There's where the dust of the earth were kicked around. We're like the dust of the earth. And yet, and yet we see at the same time that the Jewish people are like the sand on the seashore that the waves and waves of attack and first wave, it was the physical attack of Hamas and the Palestinian terrorist groups. It wasn't just Hamas, it was others. And the whole question, which I won't get into, get into now, is how many of the average citizens were among those revelers eating candy and passing out sweets and celebrating on the day of October 7th. They're not celebrating now. But nevertheless, that we survived that vicious attack and then the next round of attack that right away began the PR attack, the relentless, vociferous, venomous attack of our reputation that really were at fault. The colonialists, ironically, we left. We left in 2005 so we wouldn't be called colonialists. We're still called colonialists. And after 18 years and billions of dollars of aid going to build terror tunnels and nothing to help the Palestinians, we are called 
the colonialists. We are called the bad guys. And we together, the Jewish people, are withstanding that attack as well. We are like the sand. Each individual like a grain of sand, maybe not so strong. But together, the Jewish people, we are standing strong and surviving through the barrage of attacks, may they be physical or through the media or any other type of attack. And this rabbi continued and he said, but you know what? Simultaneously right now, you know what also is happening is that we are like the stars of the heaven. We are shining brightly. We are shining brightly. This is the time the Jewish people, I, I, I think, I hope, Wherever you are, you're seeing the Jewish people rising up in a way that we have in modern history never never had the opportunity to. The, the rally in Washington, D.C., even though I did not go, was very inspiring to see all types of Jews from all types of backgrounds going to show their love and support for Israel and the Jewish people. It's a very inspiring thing that so many Jews went to show their support. That's amazing. And to see on the ground, I was just in touch. I, I have at least two people that I know in Israel that all they're doing right now is throwing barbecues for soldiers at night. When they come back from the, from the they're in the battlefield, but when they come back and they get a day off, they're literally going around, they're raising money and throwing barbecues and bringing musicians in and lifting their spirits, and that's what they're doing. And I have friends who just went on a trip to Israel and just just happened to raise a quick one hundred and fifty thousand dollars with them. Just a just a just a quick hundred and fifty thousand to distribute in food vouchers to to the families of those people who lost relatives in the October seventh attack. Okay. And, and visiting orphans and widows and bereaved families. They spent a week doing that. That was their vacation. They, they, had, they were on a mission to do this. Really? You have a, you're going to take a week off work? These are big executives. These are people running major corporations. And they took a week off, quote-unquote. And they were dying to do it. They were busy before, and they told me that we, they had to do it. It was the first week they could do it. And they went... And they went to distribute money and to meet the people personally and to go to houses of Shiva to sit with the people that they didn't know and to hear about their loved ones, the loved ones of the Shiva house who, who had died either in battle uh, or, God forbid, from their wounds from October 7th. And that is the Jewish people shining like stars. And so now that is our call this Monday motivation. How are we going to shine like stars? How are we going to shine brightly? We should be writing checks. We should be giving money, but we should be giving of ourselves. We should be growing as Jews. What are we doing? If we are the same Jewish people that we were on October 7th, then we have missed the message. We've missed the point. We've got to step it up. And so many people have been. I'm so proud of so many people that have been involved since October 7th. And the Shabbos that we had in this city was just the exclamation point for an awakening. So where are we? 
And that is what every Jew needs to ask him or herself now. How can I increase my Torah learning? How can I increase my prayer? How can I increase my kindness? What can I do for my fellow Jew? Because we know that if we're waiting for the non-Jewish world to save us, then we unfortunately might be waiting for a long time. We must stick together like the sand on the seashore to withstand the barrage of the waves that have come and unfortunately seem to keep coming upon us. And then, and only then, when we are together and united, we will shine like the stars in the heaven. God bless. We have an amazing week. May we have a week that we shine like stars. And may God watch over all of our soldiers, and especially that amazing rabbi who gave this incredible Devar Torah. May Hashem watch over him and all of his soldiers. And we'll see you again back right here next week for another exciting edition of Monday Motivations.